Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for week five of the NFL podcast. I'm Charles Jagel. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Brandon Heffernan and Chris Serene, and we're here to talk to you about uh, my favorite week of the NFL season, which is the first Bears-Packers matchup, division rivalry. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be an awesome episode. Um, we're brought to you by the O.A. Howell today, and we're ready to dive straight into this. So we got to talk this Bears-Packers matchup that's happening this week. Bear, both of them are coming off a win. In my opinion, the Bears are coming off a most demanding win. We'll get into that. They beat the 3-1 Las Vegas Raiders this past week in 20-9. Justin Fields played okay. He did his thing. It's all right. The defense, he played his role. He, he did his role. Say. And that's what he needs to do against – we'll get into that too, but that's what he needs to if do. the Bears' he, offense plays like that against the Packers, and get shut out. I'm sorry. The Raiders' offense did not score for like – I don't even know how many drives in a Because their defense is good. The Packers' offense yeah, is not the Bears' defense that. is good. The Bears have the Are most – Are you going to compare the Raiders' offense to the Packers' offense? The Bears' defense is not going to hold the Packers' offense like the Raiders. Yeah, I think the, the Raiders' defense is better than the Packers' no, defense. Not. Yes, no, it is. Not. Isn't no, everybody hurt? Yeah, but we're still Jai- both suck. Jair's they both no. suck. Nah. It's not mu- it's not like here and here. It's like they're both on the same level. Or the Raiders maybe slightly better. You guys would be better if everybody was healthy. But, but you can't. Not everybody's healthy. At the same time, the Las Vegas Raiders. You, you guys can't, can't act. Have to run. You have Jalen Smith as your starting linebacker. RB1. Dude's like forty. And who's the running? The Bears are starting their third string running back, He's and the they have the worst. Late- they have he the worst line in the league. He should be in a wheelchair. But the Bears are the worst old line in the league. I'm not no, scared of stopping the run. They, the past two they weeks, they've been playing really week. good against the Raiders. I mean, I guess against the Lions, too. But the Raiders' line isn't bad at all. And they played good against the Raiders. And the end of the day, you can't... The, the Raiders', Raiders the Raiders' offense isn't good as a Packers. But holding the, Raiders, holding the Raiders to nine passing yards when Derek Carr's been throwing for... Near 400 passing yards a game isn't a small task to complete. The Bears' defense isn't playing amazing. You have to credit them on that. And it was a 3-1 and team. Like, they're a good team that the Bears just beat. And the Packers, you want to talk about that. They struggled against a Cincinnati team that we put it on week two. They they started to come back, but just let the foot off the gas or whatever. Yeah. But the, you guys struggled against them. Mason Crosby. I don't know what he was doing over <laughs> there. You got to talk about that. What, yeah, what you was guys, your, what you was guys your literally should have lost to the Bengals. You really yeah, should have. You really should Let me hear your thoughts on that game. What do you think about that game? I don't know. I don't know about, cakes. Matt LaFleur, I don't know what type of calls he was calling out there. We got the ball. We could have won the game. And he ran the ball twice. And then we kicked a field goal on third down. Like, who kicks a field goal on third down? I don't know what I don't know what play calling he had over there. He just, we should have won that game by so much more. We kicked, like, four field goals. We never do that. The Packers never kick four field goals. I don't. That was just an off game. I don't know what that was. And what? Mason Grosby had like twenty-seven made straight field goals right before yeah, that, exactly. and then he missed and what? He missed four kicks, one extra point, and three field goals or it, two field goals. It was an odd week for the NFL kicking wise. We can say because yeah. I think what was there eleven missed PATs or eleven missed kicks that week or something like that, which is insane. And most of them came at that noon game, which we were watching on Red Zone. And it was just Colts, so weird to see. And then the Colts Monday night, Rodrigo also missed who I think, and that's what led to their loss because it whenever went, it wouldn't have went to overtime with the ba- the Ravens. Rodrigo made his kicks. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a question: Is AJ Dillon slowly taking over that backfield? No, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's been getting more and more like carries. He, he, he has more and more involved every single week. He got he's a good running back. He got eight Aaron carries. Jones is, I guess they're kind of. He's kind of. I've I've always loved AJ Jones. I love. I don't know why you guys so paid. Good. I still don't understand why you guys yeah, paid Aaron Jones that much money just for you guys. We should have resigned Corey Lindsley. Because look at this. Like AJ Dillon only had two less touches than Aaron Jones last game, and had more touchdowns. Aaron Jones had fourteen carries for hundred three yards, which is 
really good as is. He's he's still good, but then if you're gonna use AJ Dillon like this, which is a, in my opinion, I think yeah. he's a good running back. AJ Dillon's not a receiving back. No, like what? He had, he had AJ, four catches for forty nine yards. Like he's not like Aaron Jones is like the like the what's it called? Like a type Alvin Kamara and AJ Dillon is more similar to Derrick Henry. He's like a power back. AJ Dillon is okay. a power back. I think AJ Dillon will. I I agree with Brandon. I think he'll start to take over that role. I don't think Aaron Jones. I, I think he's. I, like I think he's good. I don't, I don't think he needs. I don't think he'll completely take it over because of they paid Aaron Jones contract. that much money. I mean that's just a waste Unless of a contract. Trade him, I don't know who would want that contract. Yeah, I know, but I like AJ Dillon. I'm fine if he t- starts taking more carries. He's a really good player. Yeah, especially behind a good old line. It's so hard to take him down. Just watching him break tackles is so fun because he's just a big guy. Mm-hmm. Six foot, 250. Yeah. And honestly... He has legs like Saquon. Talking about our running backs, I I know you mentioned that we're in a third-string running back, but honestly, I am not worried at all. It made me kind of upset that we're not going to have um, Damian Williams for this game because he was a beast last game. Kluber but Kluber is better. good. Kluber literally looked, looked better. I think he looked better he than did. Damian Williams. He's been look, I've been saying that since last episode when he's been taking our kick and punt returns. Like He's looked explosive, and he's like he was really good in college. He had So he had 16 touches for 64 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he or no, no. no that was Damian. He had, he had, he had 18 touches. He had more touches. 60 yards for 75. 75. So he's the Bears back. He averaged more yards per carry. The yeah, Bears back because their line played really. 150 yards rushing. I I don't know what Matt really Nagy told the O line. I don't know if he like bought some Krispy Kreme on them for Monday after the game and just fed them all it or something like that. But they played way better after last game. They. I think Khalil Herbert, when you have two young – or you have Khalil Herbert, young running back, and then Damian Williams, a veteran running back, who are able to offset each other in the backfield like that. I think it's it was a really great – it's sad that we won't have Herbert's – or it's sad that we won't have Williams, so we're just going to be using Herbert. But Herbert still looks good. Um, Darnell Mooney continued to show out, and, and Justin Fields was able to distribute the ball pretty well. But this kind of leads me into what I want to talk about, which are what are the keys to victory for each team? And you two can kind of chime in on your thoughts on this. And so my first one for the Bears over the first key to victory is that A-Rob has to haul in all of his targets and be a bigger factor in the offense because the Packers have a really banged up defense right now, especially secondary with Jair out. Banged up team overall. Yeah. yeah. Pushing two all-pro offensive linemen. And so if Aaron Allen Robinson hasn't shown much this season, but if there's a time to break out, it's this game. He needs to haul in all of his targets. I know sometimes he'll have, like, difficult targets where it's one-on-one in the end zone, but those are balls, especially against the Packers secondary this week, that he has to come down with. If if he wants to continue to be like a top 10 top 7 receiver in the NFL he can't be dropping he has to make difficult plays he has to prove that he's talented I don't like even that. think it's on A-Rob as much as it is on Matt Nagy and Justin Fields just not giving him the ball I think it's all on Matt Nagy for not designing an offense around him like the Packers designed their offense around Devontae Adams I think the key to win this the game the Bears has been designed around the run game more this year I think yeah, the key is to run the ball the you need to keep that ball in your hands chew up the clock and do not let Aaron Rodgers touch that ball. Yeah. So I think you just need to run that ball the entire game. Yeah. And the Packers, no, that's that's definitely the Bears' key. They need to keep running the ball because we have a the Packers have a banged up defense. We're missing our starting corner also, so A. Rob definitely needs to get in his targets because he'll be having a weaker matchup against Eric Stokes. Yeah. I agree, and like and like you mentioned about keeping Aaron Rodgers contained. Another point that I had for the key to victory was that their pass rush has to continue to hit. Right now, they have 18 sacks in the NFL, which leads the league, and they just need to continue to get to Rodgers. I think um, Sean Desai's defensive scheme on the D line and linebackers has been able to like use a lot of like twist blitzes and a lot of blitzes off the edge that have proven to be a lot more successful. Um, being a product of Vic Fangio, I can really see that through his defensive style, and I really hope that they can 
you know, continue to keep up that defensive performance because you have to get to Rodgers. You can't let him have time in the pocket to look downfield. Our secondary – oh, actually, I want to talk about our secondary because I was going to say our secondary isn't all the best because Eddie Jackson's down there who isn't – in my opinion, he's the worst coverage player on the Bears right now. But um, Jalen Johnson has been having an amazing season as of so far. He's a top three um, in quarterback percentage when targeted right now. He is not lined up against Devontae Adams. <laughs> he care. is going to be lined up against Devontae Adams. No, I'm saying he has not lined up against Devontae Adams. So. Yeah. Who are I, the Bears? The Bears have played um, week one. They played the Rams. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I'll look good. it up right now. Week two. Um, I'm not sure who they played week two. Who did the Bears play week uh, two? Bengals. Oh, yeah, they play Bengals. I don't know who he lined up against, but the Bengals have good receivers also. But he has not played. He lined up against Here, Jamar I'll Chase. I'll tell you. Yeah. Here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you his advanced stuff right now. He so, hasn't played a receiver like Devontae Adams yet. No, no, he the best played receiver a top he's 10 receiver. played is probably Robert yeah. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So he's no, not he played hasn't, a top 10 If you look at his – he actually hasn't – uh, so he he didn't even line against Cuff week one. It was Van Jefferson who only had one catch, oh, yeah. obviously that week. And then T Higgins, he played ninety percent of his snaps T. against Higgins T Higgins, who only it wasn't against him in coverage. So he had he had, against Jalen Johnson, he had seven targets, only two catches with nine That's yards good. allowed. But then OBJ had three catches on six targets for fifty seven mm-hmm. yards. OBJ has been off all year though. I wouldn't really count him anymore. I think he's on the level with like Robert Woods is now. Yeah. Robert honestly, Woods Robert Woods is better. Yeah, Robert Woods is honestly yards. better than OBJ is. OBJ is way past his yeah. prime. So he is not lined up against a good that's, receiver. That's yet. a matchup to see for next week. But yeah. that's what that's the main reason why I'm saying the pass if rush they can has to get to him. The Bears will definitely win the game, but the, I don't think anyone can If shut the pass down. rush is able to hit, I think they Okay, so this is another point that I had is that the line on both sides need to play all they've been playing for the past two weeks. So if the D-line is able to hold the run uh, up until, like, second and long, third and long, and then the pass rusher is able to hit and they're able to get a sack or pressure on Rodgers, then I think that'd be that, that's what the key to victory for them because you can't give the Rodgers time in the pockets to look downfield. Um, you know, like, over the top, I think we – when we play the Packers, Rodgers always has, like, a big play like that over the top. Like, I think he had one to, one to Vantel Squint, Yeah, Vantel yeah. Squint in last game that killed us. That was, like, the turning point that put the Packers, like, ahead for good last mm-hmm. time we played them. So, um, Eddie Jackson needs to do his role. They need to just keep him in a deep coverage. He can't be scared to make contact. He has to play the ball. Um, I think if Eddie Jackson's able to force a turnover this week too, that'd be essential because he needs to, he is known for being a turnover machine, just not this season. And Jalen Johnson just needs to do his thing against uh, Devontae Adams. Obviously, to be honest, there's really no holding Devontae Adams. We just need to contain him enough to a point where Justin Fields can do his job. And that's another point I have is that Justin Fields just needs to play substantial. I know Brandon mentioned this earlier that Justin Fields, if you look at his numbers, he didn't have an amazing game. He had it was well, twelve he didn't have for a twenty. Bad game either. Exactly, he did, it was he was twelve for twenty for one hundred eleven yards and a touchdown. I mean, yeah, no, he did I'd his say role. it's below average, but still, he did his role. He, did, he didn't exactly. lose us the game, but I he mean, also didn't win it for us. If you, if you I think the Bears at, defense definitely won it for them. If you look purely at the numbers, then it's just uh, it's 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 a very a very subpar quarterback performance. But if you if you're watching the game, you know he did what he needed to do. He helped us team in the I running mean, game was able to get established. Averaging like what, probably six yards per carry in that second half. There was yeah, no was need really to throw. I the mean, ball. overall in the game, both yeah. They, were, they almost they really sold the game in the end because the Bears' offense couldn't score either, and the Raiders mm-hmm. had that one touchdown. It the Bears they definitely need to put up more points. They can't play like that against the yeah, Packers. It's you can't win putting up twenty points against the Packers. Yeah, it's just not going to work. And that's uh that kind of leads me into what I think the Packers' key victories are for this week. Because you can definitely chime in on this if you have anything else that you want to add. Um, the first thing I said is just get the ball in Devontae's hands at all costs. That's what. 
killed us against them last year. Just any way, even if um if it's not downfield, just because of the pressure from the Bears D line, if you're able to get him the ball from like jet sweeps, screen passes, drag routes, anything quick over the middle, I think that'd be really dangerous against um some of the Bears older linebackers that are out there in coverage. So um I think that'd be a huge point for them. Um I think one key for us is to have Josh Myers and Jenkins back if we can because the offensive line has been playing really good, but we are out there with all backups. Bakhtiari will be back. He won't be back this week. He'll be back next week from his ACL injury. Oh, I thought he was out for the season. No, he's back uh, week seven. Uh, but if we get Jenkins back, who's an all-pro guard, and then Josh Myers, who's been playing very good for a rookie, he has been a rookie really center, and Jenkins has already been a pro bowler, I think that'll really be good because we're going against Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, and Jenkins will be the left. Akeem Hicks playing this week? Uh, I think so, right? He was, sure. he, was Jenkins, he was about to play next week. So Jenkins will be playing uh, left, left tackle, so he'll be lined up against Mack. For some of the time, and I think he can, he held his own against Aaron Donald, so I think he held his own against Mac for sure. Because Bakhtiari was not in the game when we played the Rams last year in the playoffs. Yeah, another big thing I have for them is establish the run game. Um, I mean, just it's basically just the opposite of what I said for the Bears. If if the Bears are able to hold down that run game and get pressure, I think they'll be able to limit the Packers' points and win. But if the Packers establish the run game with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, that just opened things up even more for Aaron Rodgers, which really gets dangerous. So early on, if the Packers establish a win game, that'd be brutal for the Bears and essential for the Packers, I think, to yeah. win and just to finish their drives in the red zone as well. Because we all know how the Bears' offense is. They're they're last in offensive productivity in the league right now. I went they've, to go check earlier today. They've always been last in offense. The Bears' offense. I don't remember the last time the Bears' offense was Jay good. Culler. But yeah. to go back, Akeem Hicks has not practiced this week. Dang. Ooh, that would be a major loss for the Bears. I mean, he hasn't been They're playing no in the last couple of weeks. He hasn't yeah, played in like three or four weeks. So they they need him, that's for sure. Because if, if Josh Myers no, doesn't he play, play, he's like going to be... one or week two either. If Myers doesn't play, Akeem Hicks will be going against a rookie backup center. And that'll be a good That'd be huge for, for them. Yeah, he's a huge run stopper for us yeah, too. So exactly. really, I wish he could play, but it doesn't sound by the looks of it that he will. Mm-hmm. And then the final point um, that I have for the Packers to do is to check Mason Crosby into a mental hospital. Because <laughs> if he keeps playing with that mentality they did last week, I knew when you're a kicker that's as good as he is and then you miss four sure kicks, you know there's something going up with his head. Um, if he continues that mentality into a rivalry week against the Bears, that that's gonna if it's if it's gonna end up being a close game, that's gonna be a turning point. They almost lost the Bengals, and we're a better team than the Bengals, so it won't be the acceptable Bengals. against the, the Chicago Bears. Joe Burrow. Yeah, we we slaughtered Joe Burrow. They put Joe Burrow on. Joe Burrow was seen ghosts. He was three straight picks against us when we played. Speaking of ghosts, Sam Darnold was seen ghosts again last night. Oh my God! What One thing I do want to talk about. Three um, picks. Crosby always has a game like this. I feel like every year, two years ago against the Lions, when we lost to the Lions, um, Crosby missed five field goals, I think, that game. He just has, like, every year, a year or two, he has one of these games. And it's just, and then he'll go on his streak again and he won't miss. It's just, it's just what he does. I don't know why, but it's just what he does. Yeah. He did it in 2018 against the Lions when we lost 31 to 23. Yeah. Uh, Go back to yeah. Talk about what you wanted to say. Sam Darnold, the threw three picks and two of them were to Darius Slay. Who Darius Slay has actually been game. a sneaky, like he's been great mm-hmm. this season. He's been insanely productive with two interceptions last week, and he's been shutting down receivers, which is good to see because last year he didn't have the best year with his first year with the Eagles. So it's good to see Darius Slay finally. Yeah, definitely. He's a stud on the Lions. Mm-hmm. And when. 
I, it's a, I guess a subpar Eagles secondary. Other than Darius Slay, don't really have anybody. Yeah. And they haven't. They got smoked by the Chiefs and the Cowboys. So and I definitely expected a better performance from the Panthers. And they're getting smoked by the Bucks right now, which we're watching. We're recording yeah, this on are. Thursday night. It's just uh, sort of the third quarter Thursday night so football. Panthers, Bucks versus Eagles. The Panthers needed to win that game if they actually want to solidify themselves as a top team, which I never thought they were. Yeah, Panthers. I don't know where when the I was. Broncos and Darnold. the Raiders never thought they were top teams. Even I mean, they were undefeated at one point. Sam Darnold went from you know he he really he started to limit his turnovers for the first couple of weeks. He only had one interception, and I think he had like two rushing t- touchdowns in two separate games. But then he goes on and he throws two interceptions against the Cowboys, and then one touchdown, three interceptions against the Eagles. Doesn't even break two hundred yards after three straight games of three hundred plus yards. So I don't know what's really going on with him. I think the Panthers are always just a fluky team. I was never really high on them just because of Sam Darnold. You never really know. I thought he really found it after he got out of uh, New I mean, York. He's, but he's been doing fine, though, besides last week. You can't have yeah. those type of games, though, at all, especially for the Panthers when you're on a border team like that. Like, yeah, I guess definitely. the Eagles, too, is just Eagles. really weird to see. It's but shaky. I get they are. Uh, I think they'll be better once they get Christian McCaffrey back. But still, it's Sam Darnold throwing three interceptions yeah. against the Panthers. He had a forty-four point five passer rating. Who's speaking of though? Christian McCaffrey was limited all week and then didn't practice today, so it doesn't yeah. look like doesn't, he's going to be playing this week once be, again. But uh, I don't think so. I think if if you go from play. limited to not playing, that's yeah, only going it's, down. It's not going to. Unless they were just giving him a break to get him ready for the game, that could have been a possibility. Also, mm, yeah. And but anyways, another NFC North matchup that I wanted to talk about that happened last week with the was the Lions versus Vikings, and I really want to talk about the Lions because it's such an interesting situation. I think the Lions of recent memory that I can remember since I watched football, the Lions have to be the best zero and five team I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, no, this is the They're best. Not team. bad. This is at the best all. team they've had in the last like five years. Dan Campbell's a great coach. They've lost two games on game winners, mm-hmm. one of which was a sixty-six yard NFL break record. <laughs> yeah, <breaker. laughs> like, I don't even know what are you supposed to do down about the that. Field in yeah. two minutes and gave Lamar Jackson the ball left with 20 seconds left and he gets down the field. And this one that's the game supposed field to do. Yeah. That, and then and then this uh, one just, you can even... and then this game you convert a fourth and nineteen that leads you to a touchdown that puts you ahead and then you go down Adam Thielen and it's back to back like thirty five yard yeah. catches that puts them in field goal range. Besides they just can't finish games but honestly the Ravens one I don't even blame it on them. They held them. Yeah sixty six yards can do about that, that coming. There's nothing you can do about that. And I feel so bad for him and I want to talk about what you said with Dan Campbell because I really like him and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this because after the game on Sunday, he against the Vikings, he started like crying in his press in his press conference, and I thought it was interesting because he's known for being this guy. I know you guys have saw his like preseason stuff where he yeah, talks about hard. how he wakes up at like four a.m., drinks like two cups of coffee, is like always fired up, super tough guy, and he really shows emotions by crying at the press conference. But I think. That was almost a good thing. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on I that. I like because... him. I hope he doesn't get fired. The Lions have had a bad start, but he does not. Mm-hmm. He's a really good. He's showed. That just shows how, how all in he is. Yeah, yeah, it shows your commitment. And you, for the Lions, or for a struggling franchise like that, you want a guy yeah, who you cares. Want exactly. And if, if, I was a, cares. if I was so a player obvious. and we lose our fifth straight game to start the season, we start off 0-5, and, and then um, our coach is just like in the press conference like, Oh, we'll be back, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of dismissive. That doesn't mm-hmm. even give me any spark. But when I see my coach I know is fired up, really caring about the team by showing his emotions like that, I really like that. And yeah. I, I, as much as, you know, I'm a Bears fan and I want the rest of the, the Lions NFC really North to just Bears. burn and the fire Lions trash, don't bother. The Lions are probably my... Like, I don't have They're a like a little brother, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, I want, they, I want them suck. to succeed. No one's ever scared of the Lions. Yeah, it sucks to be a Lions fan, especially this year. Yeah. Every year. It's, it's like a little bit of Detroit. First yeah, of all, exactly. you have to live in Detroit. 
Yeah. Then second of all, you're a Lions fan. That's just a double negative right there. That's just terrible. But, you know, I hope for the best for them. Uh, the Vikings were able to improve the record this 2-3 and three off that one. Um, I think it, in the end of the day, though, I think it's really going to come down to the Bears or the Packers The Vikings' offense them. has been, actually, the their offense against the Lions wasn't so good. But their offense has been good. If Kirk Cousins and they get Dalvin Cook back, they could be a scary offense because they have mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, who's going to be a top-10 receiver soon. Adam Thielen is inconsistent, but he's still a good receiver. And then Dalvin Cook, so. I mean, Adam Thielen, and, I mean, in terms of fantasy, he's really inconsistent. But in terms of, like, actual football, like, he's a good receiver. It's yeah. just a, he doesn't get the ball. He gets the ball in red zone situations, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, like, when it comes down to when you need him, I mean, he didn't have a catch up until. So, this is what happened. He had three targets the entire game. One was a this first target was a screen pass he took to the house which got called back because of holding and then his other two targets were both like 20 30 yard passes when they needed it most in that clutch moment on that final drive so I mean he's a good receiver it's just a matter of him getting the ball which has really been directed of yeah, him because you you give the ball to Cook so much even when he's out you give the ball to Madison so much and Justin Jefferson takes away most of his passing mm-hmm. targets so he's still a good receiver just not for fantasy wise yeah. Agreed. He can definitely come up in clutch. I remember against the Saints a couple of years ago when the Vikings beat them in the playoffs. We mm-hmm. had that those big catches. Yeah, he's always turned up huge for them when they need it. But speaking of that was a low offense game, but I want to talk about a crazy action-packed offensive game. You know which one I'm talking about. The Cleveland versus Los Angeles Chargers game. That game was absolutely nutty. Uh, the final score of that was 42-47 to with uh, there being – the Browns scored 15 points in the fourth. The Chargers scored 26 points in the fourth. It was an absolute insane fourth quarter and end of the game. Um, the Browns really sold it with that one because they uh, they let they me see the Browns. The were, yeah, they were up by so they were up by one or three minutes left, and they could just they have the best O line in the league, if one of the best O lines in the league, and the best running back doing the league, and they can't run out the clock with three minutes left. Yeah, I know. Okay, and they go three and out. I don't. They're dumb. What's his they name? Take the no time off the clock. Has been such a good head coach. Why would you run the ball and give it back to Herbert? Third and ten, and you give it back to Herbert. You third and ten, just like do something else. They didn't even attempt to try and get the first down. You get the first down, and that game is over. But no, give it back to Herbert and Mike Williams, who have been destroying their defense the entire game. And then on top of that. I don't, I don't know. It was just a bad decision by Stefanski. I don't know what he was doing. He should have... You don't give the ball back to Herbert. They had 40 points already. Mike Williams looked unstoppable. He was... He was There was no one within 20 feet of him for both of his touchdowns. There were both 40 points. <coughs> Mike points. Williams and Justin yeah. Herbert are really challenging Aaron Rodgers and Devontae. That Chargers... That. No, no. That Chargers offense... they're the best. No that Chargers can... offense may be deep. That looks better than Chiefs offense. That's what that I want to talk about. Is no they are so good. Aaron Herbert, after this week... Is MVP for me. Yeah. Even he's higher than Actually, Kyle Actually, I right hate now. to say this, but it's Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. It's, it's Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He has, he has, I don't As even, of right now, I mean, he's playing better he's than playing he was when he was in his 20s. Yeah, he is. He's, his stats are better in his 40s. Like, he never, this man does People not People are age. not saying it, but they just, thought they're bored of him. That's why. He has 1,800 yards, 15 touchdowns, and two picks. I want to five weeks into the season, and I want to hear. He's the MVP I didn't right know he was now. doing that. Good. I'm he's, not even gonna lie to you. I didn't speaking know he was doing that good. speaking of that, um, we're gonna have to end the podcast right now because I'm already getting killed in fantasy. I'm already one and four. I have Tom Brady going for me right now, but I'm playing against Leonard Fournette. This man has thirty points in the third quarter. I want to see his stats real quick. I love Lenny. This this Lenny man Fournette. This man Leonard My Fournette guy. already. Let's see. It's five minutes left in the third quarter. Twenty nine points. 18 attempts, 79 rush yards, two touchdowns, five targets for five catches for 40 yards. All I'm saying is ride with my bets because I've been on Leonard Fournette tonight and he's making me money. I, 
I just hate fantasy football because everyone wants to play their best week against me. It's not fun. <laughs> I was. I just want to add one comment. I was down by 80 against Charles, and then I had Mike Williams, it's Herbert, not, and okay. Amari Cooper play, get, and I came back and won. The listeners, you guys got to let me know. If this was a comeback, he, I had all my players playing at noon, and he and his players playing at 3.05. How does that come back? That's just his players not playing yet. And I go he against... Had, he I had go, five players left. Or he had four players left. I had five left. You had a oh, lot of you players. you had one more player left. Oh, my God. I had so much more left. I was down by 80. I one more Okay, I play. My, what, there's literally nothing I can do when Justin Herbert exactly. and Mike Williams are about the best at their position. It's, that's a comeback. Uh, that's my point. You, I had one more. We had the same amount of players left. You, had but you one also more had Tyree Kill. Yeah, who's been laying an egg recently because they want everyone wants to triple team him. And speak, but I want to talk about these offenses real quick. So I think the Chargers are like a top, I wanted to say like if they're not the best, they're definitely like a top five offense. But right I now, think they're the best right, right now, the, best the one, two, the three, the four, five, right six. Right now they have them at the seventh ranked offense. But time, I mean, it's just like by in terms dude, of they stats, they not have the Chiefs above them. Yeah, they probably they do. Right? It's, the it's, it's Ravens, it's Ravens, Cowboys, uh, Bucks, Chiefs, Browns, them, Cardinals. Though. The Ravens put a, put a forty. The Ravens are the best. Forty point shutout back to back weeks. The Ravens are the yeah, best the offense. Bills, the Chargers have been playing good. The like, Bills are below the Chargers. Good. I'll put it's the Bills. Good. I'll put the Cowboys. The Bills have the most points, but I'll put yeah the Cowboys. I'll the, put the Buccaneers. The Cowboys have the second most points three. and the second that's most. That's all, no, there's, there's someone else. Um, um, I don't know. I think the Cardinals. No. No. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Cardinals have a better productive offense than the Chargers right I, now. I don't care. They have no run game. Cliff Kingsbury is their head though. coach. That's all I have to say. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is their head coach. <laughs> Do you see that thing on Instagram where it's like, there's some people on the Bleacher Report Instagram saying that Cliff Kingsbury was like the coach of the year as of so far. I'm like, bro, what? I think there's a he's time and place. He's not even like a coach of the division. Like, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> He's not even coach of the team. He's not even their he's best He's the worst coach. coach in the division. He's, he's their worst coach on their team. He's just not good. He's literally the worst coach in their coach There's nothing their good about Cliff Kingsbury. There's, I just, a- that, there's just nothing good about him. He has such a good, talented offense. And he doesn't know how to defense. use it. How do you not know how to use DeAndre Hopkins? Like, how do you just... How can you not use the... Yeah, why is DeAndre game? Hopkins not getting 15 targets yeah. a game? Like, I mean, honestly... Do they not see what the Packers are doing with Adams? Throw the ball to him every play, and he produ- he produces. Do the same thing with Hopkins. There's a time... Design of- the offense around your best player. That's what there's... But Cliff Kingsbury clearly doesn't know what to do. There's a time and place when you give the coach of the year to the most winning coach in the NFL, or like the most improved coach, but... You really can't do it. Just because the Cardinals have the best record so far, it has nothing to do with Cliff Kingsbury Honestly, whatsoever. Honestly, the coach of the year is Brandon Staley. Chargers head coach. They've been playing amazing. Yeah, and and he's really a first-year head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hamber Sean McDermott for sure. I think so. I think one more th- or one other big thing I really want to talk about is this Giants versus Cowboys game, and not really because of the game, but because of one specific matchup and two specific and all the players. Injuries. Well, yeah, the injuries. The Giants are banged. The Giants are done for, in my Saquon, opinion, for the season. They lost Kenny, Kenny Galladay. They lost Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. They lost their entire roster. Kadarius Tony's. Yeah, but they got so this one is, star. They this got is, that guy. This is what we're talking about. Tony versus Diggs. And it's so interesting that they lined up against each other this week because it's, it's such an interesting case where – so last week we were talking about Trayvon Diggs, defensive player of the year, like most interceptions. But now everyone this week is rebuttaling with this point that he's like allowing the most yards per game or whatever. Like everyone's saying that, in fact, he's like one of the worst quarters in the league just because of his yards that he's given up. But I want to really – so I took it to myself today during school. I was like, I want to really dive into these stats. I want to see what – if Trayvon Diggs is a – Good player or a good cornerback, and I think that's like the big difference that people need to understand. There's Tony, messed 
Oh, yeah, he, he messed them up. <laughs> okay, so I did see the stat. I, I think Trayvon he, Diggs, he does have what? How many picks now? Six. 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 He has. He's on pace to give up the most yards. That. That's what I want. Exactly that. That's exactly what I was about to say. His, Ever. Ever. So this is what he's, I want to he's talk like, about. He's like, um, he's like Xavier Howard player. last year. No, not even. He's like no, a gamble. It's, it, so like, it's way different. It's way different from Xavier Howard. Because Xavier Howard is a ball hawk, okay. but he also let up yards. This is what I want to talk about. It's not that Xavier Howard's level, but he's kind Trust of a similar me. player. I was looking into it. So I, wanna, I wanted to really know about this. Xavier Howard last year, it was... Just be he's a Xavier Howard. First of all, is a freak athlete, which is why he's able to get so many interceptions. And Trayvon Diggs is a really good athlete too. He's actually he's a, a wide gambler, receiver though. at Alabama. He baits. But I this is the thing. Watch how he was. He plays. This is only like what his like third or fourth year second. playing corner. Second year playing corner. Oh, playing corner, corner. corner. Yeah, yeah. He's like it's like his third or fourth year playing cornerback, which is and, and arguably, I mean, this is a conversation for a whole nother day. But arguably, cornerback is the hardest position in the hardest. It's it's the hardest position in football. Yeah. It could be the hardest it, in all top three sports it's, it's top did, three in it all sports and my top three in all sports is soccer goalie hockey goalie and corner, corner. i think that You're i think that's there, one on on an island with and the listen, best athletes in the and world listen to this exactly. with this is, six four how you guard you somebody no with six four and this is this who okay. runs a four 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 this is mike williams and that's can exactly jump mike williams. Okay. inches but this is this is exactly my point too and the, so we're talking about um jalen johnson's matchups this year who's who's really haven't played anybody good but trayvon diggs he's playing up 90 percent of shaps here against mike evans keenan allen devonta smith dj moore and kenny galladay and he's Ooh, a jalen um, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, and he's a, so he's allowed two receptions of Mike Evans, four to Keenan, two to Devonta Smith, uh, three to DJ Moore, and two to Kenny Dall- Galladay. Really which at the end of the day, I don't but it's big plays. Like, it's when they are giving up. I don't think he plays. stays on the same receiver the entire time. He moves. He does, no, he doesn't. I, if you look, look, his snap yeah. share, it's they're, they're high snap shares for Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. But the last two games, he has moving around more. He's only played like three, look, or four. So Trayvon Diggs is the type of player you're like 50 percent. There's a fifty percent chance eighty yard touchdown, but on that same play, there's a fifty percent chance exactly. you get a pick. But that's he's what, going for the pick every time. And that's what and so he, like the way he baits QBs is so fun mm-hmm. to watch because he'll drop behind a receiver on purpose and use his speed to catch up and make the. Pick. Yeah, and this is the differentiating stat that I found when I looked at him. So he the way he baits players, he's allowed twenty three targets to his receiver game, which is five point eight a game, which is number one hundred and thirty six in the league right now. But the thing is. He's number ten in routes defended. So, um, the, like the majority of the time, he's defending routes. But when he doesn't, he gives up big plays. Yeah. And he has six interceptions and four breakups this year. Um, he has no TDs allowed, by the way, which is a huge thing to count. I want to see. He has four pass breakups, which is number five in the league. Um, but then he all the, then his yards per given up and the target separation. So he has two point three um yards per target separation, which is like the amount of separation that the receiver gets on every route that they catch a ball against him. And then he's allowed nine point four yards per target, which is number ninety six in the league right now, which is not good at all. And nineteen point six yards per perception allowed, which is just it's not good at all. But the thing is, six interceptions. He's a in my opinion, my final conclusion that I came to is that he's a good player. He's not a good corner. I think if you move him to a position like a slot no, corner, I think like he'll a get better safety, though. He, he, will, he could. He this is only his fourth year playing corner. He's already doing this. He'll yeah, get better. I, but I think time. if you move him, this imagine how good he would be at a safety or something like that. He's, a, yeah, he's, he's just a he's good an amazing player. Ball hawk. He has amazing. If vision. you just put him in coverage, and he doesn't have to play man to man. Imagine him. One thing I want to talk about. Dan Quinn. I just I forgot how good he was as a defensive coordinator. He oh, coached yeah. the Legion of Boom. He did his head coach. 
head coaching just wasn't for him. But he's an amazing defensive coordinator. That's yeah. one thing I will give him. He's just he's just so good at it. He the Legion of Boom and the Cowboys defense this year. The Cowboys defense sucked last year. They're playing amazing this year. Yeah, but and, imagine Jalen Ramsey if quarterbacks threw to him is. Through to him as much as quarterbacks are still throwing to Trayvon. Oh, just, yeah. It's he, only a matter he, of time receivers before Receivers aren't stop. open against Ramsey, yeah. so they just can't throw it that way. But I think That's the difference between a lockdown corner and a good corner. And I, I mean, the Cowboys have been playing good, though, and I think that if you... Like we were talking about in the previous episode, I think those six interceptions are such a game changer that it's worth the gamble in a couple of times. It, it really depends on the instance, and he needs to learn how to win the play tight man coverage and when to really take the gamble to go for the interception. But having that change of possession um, with all those interceptions and the one he took back for a touchdown is, I think people have no idea like how differential that is in games, especially close games. So Yeah, it really is. But one thing I will say... Um, I want to see him line up against like an elite receiver. Bro, like someone what? they have to play. He's been bro, playing elite receiver. I mean, someone Mike top Evans ten. Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay. Devonta Smith, DJ oh, Moore, Kenny Galladay are all good. They're not top ten. <laughs> I mean, but Mike I, Evans I, and Keenan Allen. Somebody are top, top five, like Hopkins, year. Adams, Diggs, Tyreek nah, Hill, someone like that. Good. Then uh, if nah, he locks them down, I will give him all the credit in the world. He's too weak in behalf. He's playing. He's gone. It's a second-year corner going against all his top receivers. You can't ask for much more out of him. And the Cowboys have been playing amazing. So yeah, I don't that think Chargers much game though, the Cowboys defense played so good because that Chargers offense was amazing. I don't know what the Cowboys defense did that game. They shut them down. Yeah, and so the other player we wanted to talk about real quick um, was the Kadarius Tony, who he lined up against. Uh, he the Giants just seemingly drafted him and then forgot about him through the first couple weeks of the season. But against like Cowboys, about from nah, the Cowboys nah, to the Saints, they said so they like. Oh, yeah. Tony, he prefers Deontay Wilder. <laughs> After that punch, I took him out of the last game. He's really needed to learn how to control that, though. Uh, if he wants the to. Florida jit. Yeah. <laughs> that Florida blood running deep in him. He has the best cuts I've seen in the league. The way he can just oh change direction God. is so fun to watch. He'll be going he one way shifty. and then shift the other without even, like, in a millisecond. We it's were, insane to we, watch this, him play. This might be a hot take, but we were talking a couple weeks ago about hardest people to tackle in the NFL. We said Lamar Jackson, Derek Henry. Right, right. Give me, chill, chill, me Kadarius Tony at oh, number chill three. Chill out. Give me Kadarius Tony nah, at number no three. No one beats Derrick Henry. No one six, beats Derrick Henry. No, no, no listen, listen to this. Derrick Henry never um had a game with more... Or, Ah, shoot, I forgot the stat. But more listen, broken with more broken tackles. Kadarius Tony had six catches and seven broken tackles on six catches. That, that assumes, like, he gets more than he... First of all, he's able to get yards after catching your time, and he's going to be able to break, on an average, more than one you tackle per time. Huh? No, no, no. Probably not. I'm just I, saying, I, like, think about this. Derrick nah. Henry run at you one-on-one or carry Kadarius Tony. Okay, Who do you have no, a better obviously, tackle? Kadarius... Yeah, if you're talking about the hardest person to tackle, but you don't... I, like, oh, seven is in the league six. or hardest to tackle? Like, what it's are the we... same thing. One-on-one. One-on-one, one on one, I'd, still rather, I'd still rather take Tony because I'm not going to tackle Okay, theoretically, if we want to get technical real quick, I would just go against Henry and then, like, dive his legs. I have a better chance. Bro, you think I have a better chance of doing that against Kadarius Tony runs a 4-4 and he's, like, 6-2, 4-4 and can run straight back. Say, like, any fast receiver is the best, hardest player. You could say Tyreek yeah. Hill. I mean, you put Tyreek Hill in this conversation if we're, also. If we're being realistic, none of us are tackling you know? any NFL player. But, uh, yeah, honestly. Man, yeah, stop obviously. speaking on my top. <laughs> <laughs> but Kadarius Tony, yeah, they finally started giving the ball. He had 10 catches against the Cowboys for 189 yards. Um, uh, Did he score at all that game? I don't yeah, think he, no, he no, had he 10 didn't. receptions, 189, 189 yards. Insane. Think, if they threw him the ball more, but they have no and, coaches, I mean, now, nothing over now there. Now Kenny Galladay's out, so he's really going to start getting more attention. I want to see him. He's good. Yeah. 
And just starting, so let's, we're going to kind of wrap this up. We're going to talk to you about some of these week six games that we have coming up. Right now we have the Thursday night football game on. Bucks are up 28 to 14 with the ball in the third quarter. They're driving down here. Um, we got another London game this week, another terrible London game. Once again, I apologize. I apologize if you live in London because they are feeding you the worst NFL action that you've ever seen. I don't know if they think you're dumb or something, but they're giving you, so they gave you Jets Falcons last week and then Dolphins Jags this week. It's pathetic. Expect Trevor Lawrence to throw another three interceptions and Jacoby Brissett to throw for less than 100 yards or something like that. It's that was literally boring. pathetic. I don't it's know. Pathetic. These games suck. Go put a primetime game in London, please. Like, I, I don't know. Not really at 8.30. Want... I think that's the main... Okay, in the NFL's defense, I think that's the reason why they uh, do it is because it's at 8.30 in the morning. We know None of us are waking up to watch that. Um, definitely not me. Definitely not for Dolphins. Yes, people in what? People in Europe probably think that Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson is like the greatest specimen that the ever walked the earth. Football. <laughs> they, they probably think Kyle Pitts is like an Jesus. alien from outer space. Jesus I reincarnated. Mean, Kyle Pitts is a good tight end. But yeah, Jordan, he's, he's doing <laughs> the ball. If he gets out of Atlanta, he could be so good. Uh, yeah. He's a good quarterback throwing on the ball. I really another, like his full potential. Another game that I'm really looking forward to this week is Chargers-Ravens. Um, that's going to be a shootout again. Uh, Lamar Jackson is that guy. He came back so last Herbert. week. He played yeah, amazing. He has and so is Herbert. MVP discussion too. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Him, I, what do you throw for? Herbert, Brady, Tyler, Josh Allen. There's five. There can be so many right now. He, th- he threw for, what, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Yep. They, for 65. Yeah. For me, the MVP candidate. He only missed, like, eight completion. He was, like, 36 or 44. These five games. Guys, Herbert, Lamar, Kyler Murray, Brady, and Josh Allen. Those five. That's yeah, it, Josh right Allen's now. up there too for sure. I don't think Kyler Murray only had like one touchdown last week. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, like it's that's it's just like he has one bad game, but then everyone else is playing so good. So that's it's just like, the Cliff Kingsbury effect. I knew it was coming. The Cardinals are not keeping this up. It's just not possible. Yeah. Um, some like other Cliff Kingsbury offense, not it. Some other good games that we got um, going on, like we talked about, we got the Bears Packers at noon. Um, that's obviously going to be one that we're all going to be going to that into. game. I'm excited. We'll be at that game. He'll be able to report back next week. What's what's going on? I hope you get booed there. I hope you got beer thrown at you and popcorn. I, that's going to be nasty for you there. I hope you're not. Uh, it's about just, to be nasty. You know me. I'm going to be just as nasty back. I won't be surprised <laughs> if I get in a fight. Catch me on work. <laughs> Um, some other, like we were talking about, but for the three o'clock slate, there's some, uh, good games. We got the Cardinals Browns. That'll be a good one. Uh, another offensive show. The Browns have been playing good offensively. Cardinals, other, another top seven offensive team in the league right now. Um, Cowboys Patriots. People sleep on the Patriots, in my opinion. The Patriots are only going to get better with time. I mentioned that last episode, too. But I think the um, people are – I feel like the hate on Mac Jones is too severe. He's been playing good. Some people – I heard some people talking about, like, they, it would Cam Newton be more effective to see if they game plan for his running ability. I'm like, no, because Mac Jones Mac is, is playing, playing sufficient. He's, he's, he's playing doing, more than he's sufficient. Like he's enough. doing it. I would say he's doing more, like slightly more than enough. You know what I mean? Like he's doing his job in a little bit more, which provides him a little spark. I think that young team's only going to get better. Yeah, for sure, especially with their coach – Look at who they got coaching the team. Yeah, you got arguably one of the greatest of all time. The greatest. Of and all then time. uh, seven twenty, you got the Steelers Seahawks. Steelers are coming off a win. I don't want um, that prime time game. That's kind of that's kind of crappy prime time game, good, especially with Geno Smith. Time. Yeah, it sucks that Russ is out for that game. I'm really the Monday night that. game. That one will be good. Yeah, that's Bill's the Titans. Bill Titans. I'm really excited for that one. That one will be, be one to tune in. I think the Bills sure. take that one easy, honestly, because the Titans just not. I don't know. It's at it's in Tennessee. Tennessee isn't playing good. Derrick Henry. The Titans are already almost at a thousand rushing yards on the season as a team. This Chiefs game was also in Arrowhead, so I don't really care where it is. I just I think the Bills are gonna win. 
the Bills. Derrick Henry's just doing like yeah, the Bills came off for just three touchdowns this past week. I, mean, I didn't even know. Like, I mean, look at that. Insane. Look at the like the Bills. Like, oh my God! So the Bills, thirty-five zero Dolphins, forty-three twenty-one Washington against Washington, forty zero against the Texans, thirty eight to twenty against the Chiefs. Like they're just rolling, man, and they're, they're like, so. destroying they're, they're teams. Like there hasn't been close games. Rookie. Gregory. I think so good. Gregory Rousseau? Yeah. Breakout uh, defensive yeah, rookie. Beast. He's honestly who else is a defensive rookie of the year candidate? I think it's him. Um, he's leading. Michael right Parsons. Now. Jeremiah right Ozukamoa. No, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. But he's, I think he's, he's been like a centerpiece of that. He's been really good. Jeremiah Ozukamoa. One thing I want to bring up, it's been five games, and Derrick Henry has 640 rushing yards. And <laughs> like, that's insane. How do you, you can't stop that, up man. with all this work, though. Yes, it's Derrick Henry. He did it last year also. I definitely think he can. Yeah, I think, I think that's the most obvious conversation. Is, will Derrick Henry handle this workout? Yes, he's Derrick Henry. 17 carries, and they got blown out week one. Then he had 35, 28, 33, and 29. He's no one in the NFL gets more carries. And he's been him. getting a lot of receptions, too. Yeah, now he, can, he, he went can back into on. the lab and got an update on his software. Now he can do <laughs> passes also. This man's different, for real. I'm really, that, that game's going to be good, for sure. We're definitely tuning into that one. Jeremiah Cormoa, according to PFF, is the second highest graded. I don't okay. care about PFF. Who's, who's number one? Ja- I saw one thing. They had Devontae Adams is like the 30th. They had Jair. Uh, uh, Devontae Adams is like the 30th best receiver in the league for PFF. So I'm talking about Jeremiah Uskromo just late. PFF Notre Dame. Is, I don't even know what they use to make their rankings, but it's so inaccurate. Kenneth Gainwell yeah. is number three. Exactly. Then Kenneth Jamar, Gainwell, is, Kenneth Gainwell is number three. Rondell Moore? Yeah. I love them in college. But yeah, that's probably all we got for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in, tuning in for our Week 5 podcast. We're brought to you by theohio.org. Make sure to go check out the website for some more amazing content by some more amazing authors. Thank you guys once again. We'll catch you next week.